What's up, non-believers, doubters, and skeptics? On today's episode, I speak with Blair from Talk Purity to Me. She's been on Instagram for a little over a year, speaking about purity culture and the harmful effects of it. We go in depth about that, about deconstructing Christianity, and about how we respond to people who say that we were never really Christians to begin with. We also talk a little bit about Christian TikTok. But why tell you about it when you can just listen to it? So let's get into the episode. It's so fun. Like, the thing is, it's so fun. For a while, I was saying yes to everything. And I think I started to realize, like, I didn't want to do that. (laughs) I didn't want to say yes to everything and everybody because I was just like, I'm going to be doing four or five podcasts a week if I just keep saying yes to everybody. At least for a while, it would be that way. And I was just like... At the beginning of 2020, uh, 2021, I was like, I am not, I can't do that. But no, I, I like doing it with people like you, like who I know. I mean, we've like been, you know. We go friends. way back. We go way back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I just like doing it with people I, I know because yeah, I just feel like we've built a, like a friendship. Um, I consider you a friend. Like I just feel like. Uh, it is important to um, preserve your energy, you know, and your your time. I mean, you can't get it back. Somebody said yesterday, like, the difference between time and money is you can only spend time. Like, you can't get it back. Money, you could make it back, you know, if you invest or whatever. But time is like, it's a precious commodity. So you have to be selective. And I mean, it's a good thing to have the ability to say no to things too you know i mean it's it's good to have that many opportunities but you also have to not overexert yourself or else like you said you'll be on doing podcasts every day (laughs) right and like as much as i love it and i love like the conversations you know like with you and others like who i do consider friends like it you know for those it's just like friends talking which is great but Yeah. yeah like i mean at the end of the day like None of us are making any money off of this or we're making very little if we're making anything at all. So it's like, (laughs) I, I don't know. Right. And none of us, none of us are in this for the money. Right. I know that you're the same way I am. Like we just like to help people, especially those who have been through some of the same stuff that we have. Mm -hmm. So, and, but yeah, I mean, we're spending a lot of our time and I know you, I mean, you work full time, right? So like yeah. you're just do it, doing all this in your off time, Instagram, TikTok and everything. So, I know. Speaking of TikTok, um, I don't know if you saw the one that I did. That It's got over a million views now. Oh my God, which one? And it's not the one that I wanted to really blow up. About three weeks ago, I made a video where I... Oh, is it the satire one? Yes. Oh, yeah. I act like and a, everyone's like coming for you. Well, it's funny because half the people are coming for me and half the people are like, I hope you're right, brother. Like, right. <laughs> so, oh my God. yeah, it's got it's finally starting to slow down a little bit, but I gained I like about five or six thousand followers who aren't really my target audience so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out when they start seeing the stuff that i actually post (laughs) 
Oh my god. An old bait and switch. No, I, got him with, <laughs> I got him with the bait and switch. <laughs> no, that's oh. how, like, I had one that got, like, over a million views, too. And it's like, those ones, you will always, like, they will always be on somebody's For You page. Like, it's yeah. weird how, like, I mean, almost a year later, I still have people commenting. <laughs> and, like, seeing those, I'm like, how is this possible? Like... They just, so, once they get up there, it's just like they keep going. It's so weird. I can't figure it out because I made that video three weeks ago and it got a few thousand views and then nothing forever until two days ago. All of a sudden it just like picked up all this momentum and people are Did somebody it. duet you or something? Well, I don't think that's what originally started all the snowball effect because I looked mm. a bunch of people have now, but um, it's just crazy how that works. All of a sudden, three weeks later, that it just takes off. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. That is weird. I like that platform, though. I mean, it's it's a cool place because you can like get in front of so many people, even if they're not following you. I mean, it's like the old Vine days. You remember mm -hmm. those? Like, you don't have to be subscribed to somebody to see their stuff, really. So. Yeah, I've been. I mean, I have more followers on TikTok than I do on Instagram right now, and it's been that way for a while. Because mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. It's just like, it's so easy to like see so many different creators. Like it's pretty yeah. much the entire thing is like an explore page. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like everything. Like the for you page is just like constant, like scrolling. I don't know. For those people who are subscribed to my channel, I know a lot of people know you too and know your story, but I figured we'd tell your um, growing up, like your church story, like where you went to church and how you were raised up and all that. Yeah. If you don't mind. I, if you're totally. not tired of, you probably have it like well rehearsed and just, just throw it out there now. I know. It's so funny. You go for like so many years, not really thinking about like telling people your background and then like you do it so many times with stuff like this. Um, so yeah, I grew up in a small town in Georgia. Um, that's where I'm from. That's where my family is. Um, really, really small town. Like, most people think of like Atlanta when they think of Georgia or like Savannah, something like that. I grew up in like really more rural, sort of. And uh, represent that was me too. Yes. <laughs> where Where are you from again? If you want to say Calhoun, you know okay. Calhoun, Northwest Georgia. I, I actually do. I oh, you have, do. I do know where Calhoun is. Um, it's the big time. Yeah, all my family's like from <laughs> Georgia, so like, you know, when you. Yeah, there's just little connections everywhere. But I'm from Sonoy, um, which... I know, know that one. That's what <laughs> I always say. Everyone's like, whenever I tell people from I'm from Georgia, they're like, oh, where? I'm like, it's Sonoy. No one's ever heard of it. Like, that's literally what I say. Like, no one's ever heard of this town. It's, like, very <laughs> small. Slap disclaimer on there. Exactly. Like, don't... I Yeah, no one needs to feel bad. They haven't heard of it. Um, but, yeah, grew up in small town, Georgia... Um, was homeschooled in a Christian homeschool group for all of elementary school in this little small town. And then, um, you know, my mom was a church pianist. My dad was like a deacon, you know, the whole thing, like total, totally involved church family. And then, um, so that was like more Baptist background, Southern Baptist. And then when I got more in my teen years, I sort of started like getting into more of the charismatic 
sort of Christian background, like non-denominational charismatic, it's it's a whole thing. Like I, I love how people talk about non-denominational, but it's like that in itself is a denomination. I like, know, right? It's a denomination. I know <laughs> we're like trying to like play some word games here, or whatever, but it's a non-denominational wink. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know like what, I don't know. It's just so confusing and vague, but yeah, I started sort of doing that. And that lasted pretty much until like through college. Did, was know, this with your parents too? Were they going to the same church or was this like a different, different it thing? Was, yeah, it was like, oh, what? my parents didn't go. It was like a house church actually at my best friend's house. Excuse me. Um, so my parents weren't really involved and didn't really know like what I was up to there. Uh, and that's <laughs> like, <laughs> they probably would have been. They really, only knew. I know. Honestly, they probably would have been really freaked out. I feel like. There's like this weird, like, set of like, I don't know. There's like people in kind of like our generation and like before and after slightly that it's like we thought we were like more spiritual than our parents if we were like doing all of these like laying on of hands, like, you know, yeah. baptism in the Holy Spirit, like all these things we thought we like were way more spiritual than our parents and like, if we like went to them with this, they would just like drag our spirituality down because like right. they weren't on the same. They page don't know as Jesus us. like we do. Exactly. Like yeah. that's I was totally that person. Like <laughs> it's so stupid to think about now, but it's like I was on that like frame of mind. Um, so like I didn't necessarily like open up about what was going on. Um at the house church I was going to, but um, it's like it's almost like you're off partying or something, like you can't tell your parents what you're up to. It's exactly. Like it's, just, it's just a different church. It's not like you're out, you know, drinking and partying and all that stuff. It's like no. just secret, secret church activities. Secret church. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's just kind of funny how that happens. I've heard other people say similar things. Like, so I kind of feel like there's a shared experience among a lot of us um, with yeah. that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, then that kind of continued through college and then, you know, started questioning things like the house church that I went to was the like they had this certain like set of beliefs that I mean a lot about like casting out spirits and stuff and also like talking about how <laughs> spirits are like um like if you have unresolved sin, like unconfessed sin in your life that it could be causing like health problems for you. Mm. And like literally for anything, like a headache, like anything. It oh my could god! Be like, it could be like the yeah. most like minuscule, like whatever thing. But like you would get these, like you'd have these little things come up, and then you would be like, "Oh my god, what like unconfessed sin do I have?" And you would have to like pray for God to like tell you what it is, and then pray for Him to forgive you, and then like you could cast the spirit out. It was like a whole thing. That was a really like damaging part of what I went yeah, through. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, that's not not damaging at all. Right. No, it was so bad. You got a headache? Pop some Excedrin. No, no, not Excedrin. <laughs> you got to cast that out. <laughs> Jesus. What? Yeah. So that's what I uh, came up in, and you know, my forming brain was absorbing all these ideas, and like, was it that damn liberal college that opened your mind? 
Uh, yeah, I guess so. Like I just started like, uh, every time happens every time. <laughs> well, I went to the university of Georgia, so, you know, a big state school. Um, and you know, you start, you have your Christian friends, but you also start having your like towny friends, like, you know, yeah, <laughs> the like bartenders downtown who you like make friends with or whatever. And yeah, then I started like questioning and just sort of, um, realizing too like i think one thing about my upbringing that i never realized i i didn't really know how to like put words to this but i was very unwell like mentally in christianity it was um just not good for my health in a lot of ways like i kind of like recently realized that like a lot of my like suicidal ideation was because of religion. Um, Cause I just never thought like I could please God. <laughs> you're not, so, you're not good enough. I mean, that's literally what a lot of it teaches, you know, that we're unworthy. Yeah. You know? And I, I have some anxiety, um, anxiety and depression that I struggle with. And also like, I realized that I do have some obsessive tendencies and like, I don't, I don't know if religion caused those, but I do know that even if I was born that way, that like it made it way worse. Um, yeah. So I was just really struggling. Um, but I, I thought that was just like how it was supposed to be. Like that was like my struggle in life was to like deal with my like fear and anxiety and like, you know, recite Philippians four, six, and seven, like obsessively, like basically mm -hmm. ch chanting it almost to like, try to like, it kind of, it makes you cling to Christianity a little tighter. Doesn't it? When you feel like it, it, you have those things and that's where you're going to get your answers from too. So it makes you kind of grip on tighter. Like you're trying to find the answers from God, from the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I just realized that like, um, now looking back, I'm realizing that <clears throat> I was, uh, just not well, I was just like really struggling and sick and like, just looking back and like realizing, um, how, what an unhealthy environment it was for me. Um, it just makes me really sad that I spent so many years like hurting myself and like, allowing myself to like be abused and yeah. um because like I think that spiritual abuse is like something not a lot of people want to talk about and like but it I mean it is abuse and like teaching kids that hell exists is abuse and <laughs> it is it is I've had people criticize me for saying that you know I think there are varying levels of abuse. You know, there's varying levels of physical abuse. There's varying levels of emotional abuse. I'm no therapist or anything, but I, I feel like there's, there are varying levels and there's no doubt to me that telling a kid that they'll go to hell for X, Y, and Z, that's a, a form of abuse. So what made you start talking mostly about purity culture? Like, uh, what got that whole ball rolling, I guess? Yeah. Um, I think that I just sort of started like questioning it in my own life. And 
my relationships and thinking about how much it had affected me because that was a huge part of my life for so long was like this idea of purity and getting married you know as a virgin to a man and like not kissing before I was married all these things like it was you know a big focus in my life because I was told that was like a way I could please God and you know as an adult obviously who had left behind the church wasn't you know didn't believe in any of it anymore I just realized purity culture and like ideas about sexuality you know from religion were still very much like in my head and affecting my life and my relationships and I put out like a little question box on my personal Instagram account just asking my friends like how has purity culture affected you in your adult life? And I just got so many answers, like so many responses, so many, you know, DMs and like people sharing these like really amazing stories with me of, you know, what they have overcome and like worked through and healed from or still, you know, still working through. And I was just like so blown away. And it was just so obvious to me that I, I may have been the first person in some of these people's lives who like ever brought up purity culture as a problem. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, well, like when I see a problem, I'm like, okay, like what do we do about this? Like how, how do we like talk about this, tackle this problem? I just was like trying to figure out how I could, you know, start a conversation about purity culture and like people who are trying to heal from it and, that's how my page started. Um, I guess it was like a few, the same week as you, like right before, right after you started your page. That is crazy, isn't it? Mm -hmm. I have to ask about the name. Now, did it come from the Jason Derulo song? Uh, what was that sort of the inspiration, you know? Talk to me. Or did it come from the old Poison song? talk dirty to me, you know, or is it just sort of a little figure of speech, little play on words? Yeah, it was just more of a I mainly, I just wanted to do that Jason Derulo trumpet thing. That's the only reason I brought that up. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love that. Um, no, it was totally just, you know, like, I was just trying to think of a name and like, for me, I just like to use humor and like, I, you know, wanted to like, just kind of make it fun yeah um for sure because like just naming i could have named my account like healing from purity culture because that is what it is about that's like yeah. so boring i think that's such a boring name no yep. offense to anyone who <laughs> <laughs> the person their... with the handle healing from purity culture i right know now, like, i'm about to get her. i'm about to get hate messages but <laughs> <laughs> but i just sorry we're not to... as cool as you <laughs> I just wanted to have more fun with it and just be like, also, I like, I just think there's something fun about, you know, we weren't allowed to like make dirty jokes or like do anything like that, like sexual innuendo, anything that was like not yeah. a part of what I was allowed to do growing up. So I think there's something fun about like kind of wrapping up that idea in it too, like talk yeah. dirty to me, talk dirty to me. Like, uh -huh. I don't know. I just thought it's it was perfect. Fun. I think it's perfect. And now you have like eggplants for your wallpaper and all that. Peaches. <laughs> yeah. See, but I do think it's really important to inject some humor when we talk about these things. Like that's part of what I do too. Like I like to try to 
it's a ser- super serious subject and i and there are so many serious accounts and pages and channels and podcasts about all of this about religion you know so i do think it's important to have a little bit of fun with it from time to time of course there are times to be serious about it too but i think it's fun to or it's good to have some fun with it make yeah. light of, the, of some situations that we've had to be serious about for so long yeah i think approaching like something like leaving your religion or questioning your religion changing your views if you only approach it in like a solemn way i think that's so like i just don't i don't see that there's like a lot of room for growth in that like you don't always have to be so serious about everything the way we were taught in the church like sometimes like honestly sometimes like sex is really weird and like funny and like it's not always good and that doesn't mean that like you know it you have to you have to regret it like you can or you don't have to like sex is like something that most people will experience in their lives not everyone will want to but like the most people at some point in their life will have sex and like it's just it should be something we can just talk about like normal like a normal bodily function like it doesn't have to be sacred or like anything it it's just it's a normal thing and people have a range of experiences and preferences yep. and everything with it and we don't have to make it so serious it's so taboo especially in the in the southeast like where we both live it's like it's it's not something that's talked about in church it's just bad you know in church <laughs> sex bad only yeah. when married you know God will give you that perfect sex life. Just a man and his wife. That's the only way you can experience perfect sex, you know, and all that harmful bullshit that we're always taught. And it's like, I I feel like for some reason, and, you know, obviously my account is a little bit different from other deconstruction accounts because it's one topic. Um, right. Pre- pretty much. But I feel like, talking about sex is even for people who have left the church it's like there's sometimes still holdouts where they're like okay like maybe purity culture is bad but you know don't go sleeping around like don't go like yeah having the sex life you want to have because like you still need rules like we still need a box around this thing it's like why like why would we do that why would we forget the rules of the church which we know are harmful and then just like move over to like the next less religious version of it. It's like you're free to have all the sex you want. As long as your partners, you can count them all on one hand and then you're good. You know, it's just so many. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird to talk about still for a lot of people coming out of church. I think it affects people for a long time. Yeah. I think so too. And just like, you know, it's for some reason looked at, as like improper to even talk about. And I just think that's, you know, anything that we're keeping secret or like trying to like cover, I don't know, just like there just doesn't have to be like anything. Like if sex doesn't feel sacred for somebody, it doesn't mean that like they just are going to like go around like hurting people. Like, right. right. It's just like, it's just a thing that like for some people it might feel really sacred and special for other people, you know, th- 
other people don't even feel like emotionally connected during sex and that can be for a variety of reasons and like neither one of those things is bad yeah and you know what else i don't think we're ready for the the sex worker conversation oh my god <laughs> or the porn conversation oh yeah definitely either <laughs> one of those i don't even know if you can like put this on youtube because you might get like slashed or whatever but nah bring it uh, on but yeah, no, I, people definitely don't like the sex worker conversation or like they don't like to talk about the fact that the majority of human trafficking is not little white girls from the suburbs getting snatched outside of Target. Like that's not the majority of what human trafficking looks like. It's a lot different than that. And, you know, there's a lot of other factors, risk factors for people in lower income communities like there's just you know mm -hmm. there's so many other things like but again all of that is purity culture you know purity culture is really fucking racist too like people you know people aren't ready for that conversation no <laughs> it's really really racist it's there's a lot of like deeper layers to this um that of course you know we didn't learn about or think about or even have we've made so many rules up in our culture or society about sex and like what's, what's acceptable, what's not. And, and yeah, porn's fine. Sex workers, are, that's not fine. It's, it's just weird. A lot of double standards. Yeah. And this whole, um, what was the, it's like the cancel porn. I think that's the campaign that's recently been yeah. going around. Yep. It was big on TikTok for, like a few a weeks. A lot of people had their profile pictures changed to that. I noticed. Yeah, same. And like when I saw that those people were following me, I was like, I think you're lost. Like I don't, I don't think you know what I'm about. Like. Yeah. I don't um. <laughs> I was so confused, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what uh, before. So like back in December of 2020, there was this whole like question about whether page Instagram pages that were sex positive would like be impacted by these terms of service that were changing on Instagram. And so like a lot of us got really scared and started like scrambling to try to like scrub our pages of content that we thought might be borderline. I had a post about porn that I deleted. Um, but that one was like very controversial when I posted it because you know, I tried to tread so lightly and be like, if if porn in any way makes you uncomfortable, you absolutely shouldn't watch it. And like you're you shouldn't let a partner or anybody else pressure you to watch it. Watch it like don't like if it's not yeah. for you, it's not for you. Like, just don't worry about it. But like if it is for you, like here, you know, try to make sure you're like getting it from ethical sources and like here's what to think about. Like, here's what to remember, you know. Anyway, but that post did not go over well when I posted it originally. And it's just oh, so, really? inter it's so interesting. It's like, why, do, why does anyone care what adults like want to watch? It's like you watch yeah, football. Like what's, I don't know. Yeah. It just comes down to, if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. If you don't want to do it. Don't do it. Like that's the case about so many different things. People just want to control other people's bodies or want to judge other people for what they do with their bodies and stuff. It's just strange. Mm -hmm. So I know you get a lot of messages on like on TikTok and Instagram too. And 
a lot of them are probably good and like thank you for what you do it's helped me a shitload yeah a lot of them are probably like well i know because i've seen them (laughs) not all not all christians are this way and you're just why do you like talk so much crap about christianity like yeah what's the ratio you probably i'm sure you get a lot more like good messages than bad right oh yeah it's overwhelmingly positive um but there's been points in time where i'm like i don't know if i can keep doing this like i don't know if i can keep like continuing to have people either tell me like i was never a christian or um you know tell me that not all Christians are like that, or, you know, I should try their version. If I was Christian, I deserve a fucking Oscar award. Cause I <laughs> played the part so well. I was like such a good Christian. Like I did every, like, you know, I did basically everything. Like my entire life was devoted to Christianity, like so intensely. And it's just weird to have people tell you that like people who don't know you, tell you that you were never a Christian. Like, I just don't, it's just so strange. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure you get the same thing. Like I just never, I don't know. There's been times where I've really struggled with it. Like towards the end of last year, I was like, I just took kind of a break a little bit. I was like, I can't like keep doing this. I I just needed some time to recoup a little bit. Cause Christians on, I mean, we know this, but like a lot of Christians can be really vicious online oh yeah yeah there have been times too where i'm like is this really something uh, is this what i want to do do i <laughs> i could stop this at any time on my own you know but mm-hmm. but then it's like god's perfect timing those messages come in of like i really like your page i appreciate what you're doing and it's like it does seem like it's always good timing but i don't think that's god Just a quick pause for a patron shout-out. Thank you to Ainsley, Marissa, Leah, Robert, World of Peepers, John L., Little Shop of Jesus, Southern Fried Heathen, Sarah, Jason, Queer Heathen, Tim, John D., Catherine, and Brandy. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so at patreon.com slash jesusunfollower. Now back to the episode. You know, people ask why we do this. Why? I know they probably ask you too, like, why do you waste your... Somebody just a minute ago, I was just in my inbox. It's like, why do you waste your time doing this? But I feel like we kind of have to, like, to combat uh, the other stuff that's out there, like the harmful stuff that's out there, especially on, well, not maybe not especially, but like, I know people can just put whatever they want on a lot of these platforms. And like TikTok, you see all these, the TikTok Christians who are just spouting off all this stuff constantly. It's like, I feel like, there has to be some of us out there to just push back a little bit on it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like that's kind of how I feel, you know, as long as Christians are being toxic on the internet, I feel like I want to be in those spaces with them and at least be like offering something that's different and like not telling people that like there's a man in the sky who wants to send them to hell and like burn them forever because they, you know, want to date who they love or, you know, just whatever it is. Like I just, you know, as long as like all these Christian couples are out there, like 
having their little Christian TikTok ministry, I want to be there just being like, <laughs> hey, actually, like, you don't have to, like, go. Over I, my here. mind <laughs> always goes back to that one of the, that couple that's like, we waited until we got married to have sex. I, can, I always think about that one damn TikTok all the time. Because people, I think, because people stitched it a thousand times and stuff, but <laughs> so many they got kind of ripped apart. But that we're not really, it's not like we hate Christianity or that we're really even trying to like be abrasive or be confrontational necessarily. We need to have a voice that says, you know, this isn't necessarily the truth, or you know, you're the only way. Or you know, I know there are people out there who were like brought up the way that we were and probably questioning things like is this really the way the truth or whatever and then they they stumble across our pages or our platforms and and kind of find people who are relatable to them yeah. going through some of the same stuff yeah it's really like it's interesting to me how you know, I get comments and I'm sure you like we could we could probably literally spend days just going over like crazy comments that we get. But like I'll get comments that say like I'm leading people astray or I'm going to hell. Like I, I posted one video one time where a bunch of people said I was like demon possessed. And then I went and found the little devil filter and like sort of <laughs> played it up. Um, but, yeah. you know, like I can get That's comments fun, like, though. right. Like, I get comments like that, and, like, that's just, you know, Christians think that that's them defending their religion. Mm -hmm. But then if I, like, make a joke about Christians thinking that not having sex is a personality trait, then, like, I am, like, persecuting them. Like, what? Yeah. Like, how does that, how is that even comparable? Like, we um, all know those people who, like, I made not having sex into a personality trait. Like, I did that. So, I, I just... I don't know. Yeah. It's like a not notch on the belt or whatever, or an accolade, you know? Yeah. I think the one, the comment that I get the most is like, you made a whole page. I hate that shit. Every time you made a whole page devoted to this. Like, I, I get that comment. I don't know how many times a day, on, whether it's TikTok, Instagram, whatever, like just I'm wasting my time. I made a whole page dedicated to, hating God? Why am I trying to lead people away? Why? I'm like, usually I just respond with, is that what I'm doing? Because, you know, that's news to me. It's not, it's not what I'm trying to do. Right. My, and I'm sure my, you have a, a lot of Christian followers too. Like, I don't know what your breakdown would be, but like, I'm sure you have a lot of Christian followers like I do, even though I don't believe any of it anymore. So I probably don't have as many as you, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like percentage wise, but it is refreshing when I get, cause I get those messages sometimes. Like I'm a Christian, but I appreciate your stuff. It's like, man, that feels kind of nice. Cause I know a lot of them don't, or they, you know, they think I'm treading on their territory or trying to like lead people astray. And I get it. Cause like, I mean, I get why to a degree that they think that way, because that would have been me before too. Yeah, that's what I, like, I mean, I don't know. Even before I was trying to figure out, like, am I a Christian? Am I, what am I? You know, which I don't really have a word for where I am right now. I don't believe in God, but, like, I don't know. Atheist also sometimes doesn't feel, like, 
the right word for me? I don't know. Anyway, but like I, when I was still trying, like still kind of thought I was a Christian, still was hanging on to some of those beliefs. I listened to a lot of like atheist content on YouTube, like um, Jimmy Snow, Dear Mr. Atheist, like um, Mm -hmm. Matt Dillahunty, like all those people. I was listening to that because I was like, you know, just trying to figure it out and also listening to like progressive, more progressive Christians. Cause I was like, you know, no matter what people think about like progressive Christianity and like their interpretation of the Bible, I'm not really interested in that personally. I'm just like, if there's people who want to be Christian who are like not being shitty to people actively, like I'm fine with that personally. I don't really care. Like I am not in, there's some atheists I see that are like, progressive Christians are like the biggest hypocrites of all. I'm like, I don't really care. Right. I don't really care if you think they're hypocrites. They're like, this is what they believe. And they're trying to like be good to people. If we're all, I've made a few jokes about it, but, but I, I'm mostly fine. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but you're good. I'm mostly fine. Like people with people like that. If the kind of like the people who are like, I like the idea of Jesus and I like, you know, what his teachings seem to be. And I kind of want to model my lifestyle after that. I don't really see the problem with that. It doesn't seem very harmful or anything to me, you know? Yeah. Like if we're all like trying to, you know, hopefully work towards a world of like more humanism, like we can't Mm -hmm. alienate people who like want that too. Like we can't alienate, you know, Christians, progressive Christians, because like we think that they shouldn't believe in God at all. Like, they should be our like allies. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And that was one thing I was going to say, I was going to ask you if you like had a label for yourself, but then I was going to say that we don't really have to have labels. You know, some of us are like, yeah, I'm an atheist, but some, if you don't want to call yourself that, if you don't want to call yourself, if you don't want to call yourself anything, you don't really have to agnostic (laughs) progressive, just, you just are who you are, you know? Yeah. Sometimes I feel like there's this tug of war between like Christians and atheists and they want like both sides want like everyone to pick a side and like be one thing. I mean, I know that's not everyone, but like it sometimes feels that way to those of us who are like sort of not identifying with. Definitely some abrasive atheists. Um, There's no doubt. Like there's people on both sides of that equation that are insufferable. (laughs) Mm-hmm. when people start throwing like terms like religious around and stuff i'm like cringe so hard i'm like please stop can you yeah. please stop <laughs> so I, I can understand why people wouldn't really want to use the label atheist sometimes because some people do kind of make it look bad but yeah I'm trying to I'm trying to be one of the good ones you know <laughs> yeah no i get that like it's just it's interesting because i think like you know j- just because like someone's an atheist, it actually doesn't even mean they're a skeptic or a humanist, like, or um, like they can be like super misogynistic and racist and, you know, yeah. like xenophobic. There's like, you can be a, like a really terrible atheist and you can also be like a really like more humanist, like loving Christian. So it's just like, there's like, you can't. For sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's definitely a misconception sometimes it's like that atheists are atheists are, are better people or you know they 
it's like not really you know like for people coming out of religion it's like that doesn't mean that they're better people like you said they can have all those other characteristics they can just be terrible people and you have you know atheists who are liberals you have atheists who are uh you know conservatives so i mean that it just really applies to one question is do you believe in god yes or no that's mm-hmm. the only thing that that word really defines so yeah so yeah. one of the uh when you were watching these like atheist channels and progressive channels i'm guessing god is gray is probably one that you came across yeah that's a be on her on her channel that was pretty cool that was cool yeah i did a podcast with her and then later i did that video from like last december so fun yeah she's really great like that's why i say like you know people are always like why do you hate christians i'm like i actually don't hate christians like i have christian friends like my whole family is christian like i don't hate them but yeah like things like that have been a great like you know something that's come out of that i have a lot of atheist friends now i have christian friends i have like so many you know i just feel like i can like openly sort of like figure out what I want and just like have a whole range of folks to, you know, bounce ideas off of. So. Right. It's not like I, I'm an atheist now and just close, close the door to all of my Christian friends and family and stuff like, ha ha, that, that door is shut. Only atheists now. <laughs> Stupid. You know, my, yeah. my whole family, there might be like a couple people in the family that, that don't believe. And, uh, my friends, most of them are Christians, you know, they might not like a lot of the stuff that I post now, but still, you know, I've not really liked a lot of the stuff they've posted over the last decade or so. So it's kind of, <laughs> it's, it is what it is. That doesn't mean I don't like them or hate them right? and vice versa. So, um, do you have any like future plans or anything for talk period to me? Is it like, are you, and you don't have to answer this, but is it just like going to be stay an Instagram page or are you going to do any other kind of channels or podcasts or any, like anything else, or you just kind of like what you're doing now? I do want to kind of expand it a little bit and I'm sort of figuring out the details on this now. And it's sort of, you know, trying to figure out what it's going to look like, but um, get some like peer support groups going um, for like folks who want to talk about purity culture and stuff like that. You know, I'm excited about that. So, yeah, that's hopefully something I'll have up and running in the next few months. I think that's super important. You know, community is one thing that sort of gets stripped away from us when we do leave church in a way. You know, I mean, for Mm -hmm. a lot of people, it's probably worse than others. For me, it was kind of like a slow fade. So it's not bad. But I know some people who are just like they go to church so many times for a week and that's their whole life. And then all of a sudden they're out of it and it's like they're lacking that community. And so I think it's important to have that online in person, wherever, but I think having it online definitely helps too. Yeah. And like, I really, before the pandemic, I really wanted to do like events, like some kind of like meetup or something. Um, because I just think that's really fun. And like, I don't know, I just like event planning sort of stuff. So I like actually Brenda and I, briefly talked about like she's releasing her book this year um so we had talked about like you know what if we did this event and like you know your followers my followers like we meet up but obviously covid sort of derailed that derailed so many things for so long it's just it's just crazy and like we're kind of settling into this 
so cliche new norm feeling it's like things that at first at the beginning of the pandemic that felt so weird and different like masks and like everything being virtual like this you know now everything is just that, that just feels more of the norm like than just going and meet, like meeting in person with a group of people and it's crazy i was gonna yeah. go to i was planning on probably going to nashville last year for the they had the uh, NanoCon, which is the Nashville nuns, like N-O-N-E-S, people who don't believe, and they had speakers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was going to go there and check it out, but COVID, everything oh. COVID. Yeah, really. Yeah, I'm hoping that m- maybe later this year, I mean, who even knows? Um, I know. Maybe maybe we'll be able to do something, because like, there's a lot of us in the Southeast that I feel like we could all like, you know, meet, pick a city or like do something Will, fun. Will is wanting us to come down to Disney World, you know, theoretical <laughs> theology. He's like Disney, that living that Disney life. That would be fucking, pretty fun. Fucking Florida though. Like, why would I want to go to Florida? <laughs> <laughs> He's probably gonna hate that I said that, but <laughs> I will if you're watching. Yeah. No, I just. I'm just kidding, but um, that would be fun. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, it'd be fun to go to like Atlanta, somewhere in Tennessee, like somewhere like, you know, central or like the Southeast yeah. folks. It'd be fun. Yeah. Everybody kind of come to come to my city. So that way I don't have to drive very far. That'd be really cool. Right. You can stay at your house. All of us will have to, you know. You know, pay for a hotel. Whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so I put on Instagram for some people, your followers, my followers, whatever, to ask some questions. So I got a couple here awesome. that I thought we could go through. First one, why do you hate God? Actually, that I put that one. On there. That's, not, <laughs> that's, not, that's, not a, that's not a real question. Love it. How do I overcome shame when dealing with sexual thoughts? That is a big question. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have an easy answer unfortunately um i think for me just remembering that i was taught shame like we were all taught shame about our sexuality it's not something we were born with um and just sort of trying to figure out what your um preferences and like your thoughts and feelings around sex are in general, just like as a concept and then how you want to like incorporate that into your life can be really important, you know, because sex is like in Christianity, it's kind of made into this like abstract concept. It's not like, cause we're not really supposed to like think about it or think about the emotions around it or the mechanics of it or anything like that. Like if you just, like for some people it helps to like write down like, you know, I enjoy whatever it is or like, you know, I would prefer not to be in this kind of a relationship. Like you just sort of like figuring out like what feels right for you can be really helpful because like, you know, I was never allowed to like think of sex as more than like me and a husband married, having sex, like 
nothing too crazy. Like, don't get any Missionary wild ideas. Only. Exactly. Like, <laughs> in bed by nine. Like, you know. <laughs> it is weird, though, because it's like you're supposed to just go through this whole thing and then, boom, flip a light switch. Like, married, now sex. Like, you know, before that, it's you're not really supposed to think about it. You're not really supposed to talk about it. And then all of a sudden you flip that switch, like you get married and then it's the best sex ever. And it just, yeah, no chance of somebody being fucked up from that line of thought, you know? Yeah, totally. Prepare prepare for disappointment. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Seriously. And like, just like, God, I've heard so many stories of like people on their wedding night, like just really, really sad, like traumatic things we don't have to go into all of that but yeah it obviously doesn't like set it didn't set many of us up for like successful you know relationship dynamics or understanding our bodies so i would say just you know figure out what you like what you don't like um talk openly about it like find a friend you can trust and just like have conversations You know, I think that it's important to explore, like, sexual relationships um, if that's something you're interested in. Also, like, on your own, if you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, just explore those kinds of things. Um, And just a, a lot of times, like, writing things down can be really helpful for people, too. Like, if you had an experience, like, with a partner or partners and, like, you really liked it and you had fun, like write down what you liked about it and like write down what was like so fun about it. And, you know, that can help you like process your thoughts about it. Cool. Perfect. And yeah, it's probably good to have somebody who has sort of been through maybe somebody who else has also was also raised up that way with that sort of impurity culture, you know, to Mm -hmm. have that person to talk to about it, I think probably helps too. Because the whole like feeling alone in your thoughts and is this normal? Those kind of questions probably come up a lot for people. Yeah. And like, you know, there's if, if you're feeling like, you know, no matter what you're feeling about sex, whether you like feel ashamed because you really are interested in sex and you feel like, you know, there's like some like sin thoughts or something coming up in you that you're like, am I a sinner? Like, am I terrible for feeling this way? Or maybe you're like not interested in sex. Like no matter what you're feeling, like we were all conditioned this way to have a lot of weird messed up thoughts about sex. So like give yourself a little patience. Like it's a long process. It can be for some people to like overcome this, but it's never too late and like you'll be fine. So what was your aha, this is bullshit moment? I know you sort of gave your um, your growing up story, but like, was there a certain moment or anything where something clicked and you realized that you didn't believe the things that you were raised to believe? Or was it just kind of a gradual thing? Yeah, for me, it was super gradual. Um, I know when I started like questioning or like sort of slowly started, you know, I don't go to church anymore, but I'm still a Christian. I still pray. Like I still listen to worship music or like, you know, I don't pray as much, but I still believe like, you know, those slow like increments that you go to, like when I was going through all that for the years that I was, you know, 
unraveling all of this and stepping away from it, there was no like deconstruction was not a word that was like floating around out there. There was no like deconstruction Facebook groups or like Instagram, you know, when I first started, Instagram wasn't even like, it didn't exist. So (laughs) So, that's interesting. When when did you like start kind of start deconstructing? Was it around the 2010 time or something? Because well, Instagram was technically came out in what 2011 or something. Yeah, I, I thought it was like maybe a little later than that. It, maybe uh, it was around. Well, it wasn't. Like, it wasn't what it is now until right like years later. It was just like people posting pictures of whatever, and that was yeah, it. It was probably around like 2011, 2012. Um. So. Wow, that's been a long time. I didn't really. <laughs> I didn't. But yeah, really, they're. Those these groups and stuff, it wasn't there weren't that many resources for people who were questioning and deconstructing and stuff. So yeah, so like I didn't I, I think that a lot of people um like the stories that's like my church said something homophobic and then I got up and left. Like that yeah. was not that was not my experience at all. It was a very slow process, it was very scary. I was not sure what I was doing and was very alone for most of it and just didn't have anyone. I, I didn't, I didn't really know what was going on in my own head. And obviously I couldn't, you know, articulate that to anyone. Um, yeah. So yeah. You, you had like shame and stuff surrounding it and like feeling like, Oh, am I sinning by thinking this? <laughs> it's just, yeah. crazy. but yeah. some people, yeah, it's like a very gradual step down and some people it's a little more like one thing sort of makes it all click. I know a lot of people were kind of turned off by the, by Trump getting elected and their, and their churches supporting it and stuff. I've heard a lot of people say that that's kind of what led them down the journey. And of course I made a post about that and then I get called a liar. I mean, if those people are leaving their faith because of a man, then they didn't ever have faith to begin with. I'm like, you not even understand what I'm saying here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just like that just sort of makes some people start to question, oh, these people that I, you know, support, su- actually support this person. They endorse this person. They endorse these things. And then that kind of gets their, their ball rolling. It's not like they were like, all right, well, I just don't believe in God. Then it's not out of a resentment. Right. It's like, if you go your whole life, like, let's say like you, you're in a, relationship with someone like you have your uncle who you really love who you think is an amazing person and then 30 years later you realize that he was like an axe murderer like you know what I mean and like everyone else in your family thinks it's not a big deal and you think it's a fucking big deal like <laughs> well, like what like it's just I, it just doesn't make sense to me it's a good analogy so God is the axe murderer in that analogy right no right I, know what you're saying. I love that I love, but it's so true though like it just helps. It wakes people up like, Oh, you know, it opens their eyes. Indoctrination is a very fucking strong thing. And sometimes it takes a lot to really like crack that and like, Oh shit. Then, you know, the yarn starts unraveling or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm honestly surprised sometimes that I left. Like I, it literally saved my life. So I'm so glad, but I'm honestly, sometimes I'm like, how did I get away? Cause I believed it yeah. so deeply. 
Yeah, me too. We would have services at church where literally the point point of the service was to come in there, pray over the church, pray over the seats, lay down like face first on the floor and pray to God. And it's like while some music was playing and stuff. And it was the same for me. I was so deep into it. And so like God was my life. I took carried my Bible to school with me to work with me. I read it on breaks at work, like only listen to Christian music. I smashed my secular CDs with a baseball bat. I like all this stuff. Like yeah. it, it was my life. And pe- for people to be like, you weren't ever a Christian. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I just got one last question from Instagram. Um, how does your family feel about your deconversion? Do they know, do they know that you run this account or do they know, um, I guess exactly how you feel, how you believe. So, um, most of my family doesn't really know. Um, my mom knows. She actually follows my account, which is great. Does she? Yeah. Up, mom? I know. Um, <laughs> she's great. Um, and like my, my, I love my family. They're all great, but it's not, uh, it's not something I'm like super um, open about with like, close family which is so weird because it's like it is such a big part of my life this account and like running it but you know there's just they so yeah the question is like they don't really know much about it like i think they know that like i don't believe how i used to believe um but it's not something we really talk about much and yeah you think Uh, you think it would shock them if they if you said that if they found out that you weren't really, a, you didn't identify as a Christian, you think that it would surprise them? Yeah, I do. Because I was like, again, I was like so into it. Like it was like my whole entire life. So yeah, I think they'd be pretty surprised. Um, and I think that's like the scary thing. It's like, you want, like, I would love to feel like I could be completely open and honest with these people who like, I know love me and like, I love them. Like we all have a great relationship, but there is like this weirdness about religion where you're like, there's just this fear of like people looking at you differently because of like this one decision. It's like, this is just one decision that I made that like, I don't believe in this anymore. You would love your family to like see that you're in a better place, like mentally and just like in general, by making this decision for yourself but you just know there's like so much taboo around it it's hard to share so like yeah yeah they don't they don't really know a lot about it (laughs) we have a lot of similarities i feel like in that way because like i'll have my family or people ask me like what what have you been working on and stuff and it's like damn it why couldn't i just have a youtube channel about arts and crafts or something where i'm like here's what i do check it out instead it's like this whole kind of have to kind of feel like i have to be secretive about it sometimes and mm-hmm. not really as open about it and people wouldn't really understand i think i feel like as much you know so yeah that's, that kind of sucks in a way but i totally get that because you i get that about feeling like people are going to look at you differently because i think that to some degree that's true i wonder how much of it we build up in our minds sometimes because i know how vocal some people can be about their faith. And so would that really rub them that bad if we were, you know, 
vocal about our lack of faith, maybe, but who knows? It's just it's yeah. hard to talk about openly sometimes for sure. Yeah, it really is. And like, I don't know, like when I first started my account, I was actually anonymous. Like I didn't put my face or my name anywhere on it. Cause I was like, I was afraid. I was like really afraid. I was like, Oh my God. Like what if my, like, you know, someone I work with finds this or like, what if, who knows? Like it was a very scary thing to like start the account. And then I like eventually got more comfortable and I was like, okay, like I will, you know, put myself out there a little more. I didn't put my face on mine for a few months either. It took a a little while. Um, Do your, any of your coworkers know about it? Uh, no, (laughs) they don't. Yeah. (laughs) One did like, but we don't work together anymore. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Everybody needs to follow Blair at Talk Purity to me on Instagram if you don't already. If you don't, you're not cool. So <laughs> make sure you do. Thank you. Well, I appreciate so much you for taking the time. Me. I'm yeah. glad that your uh, was that your dog that made a guest appearance. I heard a dog barking. It was, was it your dog. Uh, mm-hmm. It was we Charlie. Love, we love we love guest appearances by dogs on the show, on the podcast. So. <laughs> if if you saw my video of me dancing to shout to the Lord, um, he was the dog who was judging me <laughs> in, over my shoulder. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I did see that one actually. <laughs> yeah, that's Charlie. <laughs> that was good. Oh uh, yeah, but so yeah. follow her on TikTok too if you want some of that good stuff. Thank well, you I appreciate so you much. taking the time. I know you're a busy lady, so you probably have what three, four more podcasts tonight to yeah, record. So it's gonna be going until <laughs> 1 a.m. No. <laughs> no, thankfully not. I have tried to space them out better. And yeah. but I'm glad we got to do this one because good. yeah, this is good. Good to talk to you. You too. I'll see you on the gram and on the TikTok. Definitely. Thank you so much for listening. If you really want to support the show. Make sure to give it a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. And until next time, let logic and reason guide the way. Peace out.